Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, The Busker of Aaron, written by You're Sure I'm Not a Robot. Eddie was unceremoniously thrown off the ship. One slight disagreement with the captain, with almost no blood and only a little bull damage, and he was out. Now he was stranded on some Xeno planet. He was still standing bemused when one of the officers threw his gear at him and sealed the ship. With his wristband turned red and disintegrated. Frick! That meant the captain had gone the whole way to revoke his contract. That meant that he was going to run out of money. Crap! Like his ancestors before him and every sailor had abandoned on a strange port, he went to find a drink and a job. Then it started raining. Two hours later, Eddie was becoming more worried. The city was empty, everything was closed, and every building dark. He had searched for hotels, bars, cafes, and found nothing. It was getting dark and cold. His comms had nothing of use on the planet, just a generic map of the city. There wasn't a single venue on it. Finally, he saw a gleam of light down the dark alley. He didn't hesitate, hurrying to get there before it disappeared into the darkness. It was everything he expected. A smell was well, the barman irritated, and the customers surly. Heaven after the rain. He quickly booked a room, although the manager seemed surprised when he wanted it for the whole night and not just for an hour. As he idled over the oddly flavored whiskey, he tried to start conversations. Nope, this was not a friendly place. Finally, bored and slightly drunk, he pulled out his fiddle. It was light enough to drag him from one ship to another, strong enough to withstand the odd heavy fall. He had no plans to play. He just needed to check that it had survived the trip from the ship. No one seemed to care about what he was doing, so he ran scales on it. The bow was dry, so he reached for the rosin. He suddenly became aware of the absolute silence that filled the room. Crap! The barman was some central world type. The barman was a central world type with built-in ugly and too many sharp teeth. Eddie was quite surprised when it brought a bottle of whiskey over. You should have told me you were a priest. He put down the bottle. On the house, pray for us and we will need your prayers around here. Eddie was lost, but he could read the room. Everyone was watching him. They were swapping seats to get a better view and he didn't get the impression that it was a question. At least, not right now. Well, music soothes the savage beast. He hoped. He started with an A fig for a kiss and then went into a butterfly. If he might have hoped for an applause, he certainly didn't get any. Mind you, that was a human thing. Probably. The room had a sort of hushed silence that he had encountered at a poker game. Not a bit of a session. He put down his bow simply to take a drink, and it was like someone let the air out of the room. Tail sack, crest spell, and unhappy shuffling of bodies filled the room. The barman sighed. Thank you, priests. Two prayers was a privilege. Eddie had quickly worked out what that meant, and how 
He was here to make contacts. Friend, I've only begun. I'll play if you'll listen, and if the whiskey gets better. By the time he reached the wind that shakes the barley, he was tired and drunk, and he had long since stopped watching the audience, just enjoying the freedom to play. Finally, he had to stop. Friend, I can do no more tonight. I need to sleep. No doubt I'll be around tomorrow if I can find something to eat along the way. The barman had a strange expression on his face, well stranger than usual, and put up some form of currency down in front of him. The customers, of which there seemed to be a lot more than he remembered, started to do the same. The whiskey blurred and the event and just had smiled and nodded. The barman had been telling him in a low voice that the priest would be back tomorrow. It looked like he had a gig. The morning carried in the same grey rain, on top of the hangover and the hunger. It didn't improve his mood. His fingers were stinging. How long had he played last night? Besides, his bed, he was a neat pile of currency. He didn't recognize it, but it might buy breakfast. Then he noticed that he wasn't in the crappy room that he'd rented. This place looked clean, and it had windows. Maybe no breakfast then, or he could get a free upgrade. Although, with his experience, Re was the rarest element in the galaxy. Besides the sink were some basic ration bars and water, also a half a bottle of whiskey. The breakfast of kings. After a serious shower and dragging some fresh clothes from his back, he felt ready to face the new world. Or at least find out its name, for a start. As he reached the barroom, it seemed nicer than he remembered. Maybe the cleaners had been in. Even the barman looked happier. Probably just the daylight and a good night's sleep. Good morning, friend. Any chance you could answer a few questions? I'm afraid I know nothing of your city other than the spaceport. Also, I need to grab something to eat and find any ship company offices around here. The barman stiffened. But you will return. People are expecting your prayers tonight, Eddie grinned. Yeah, I will be back tonight. Could you hold my room for a couple of days? I'm going to need an address if I'm looking for work. The barman relaxed. Sure, I'll hold it as long as you want it. I don't get guests like you very often. As food and the rest, you'll wait here and I'll get you a lift to the city center. Just call him when you want to come back. Save you getting lost out there. The taxi driver was like drivers all over the galaxy, chatting about the city the entire way. Eddie learned that it was called Aaron, something that brought an immediate smile to his face. That was the plainness for tonight sorted. His comms had begun updating, filling in the blanks as a crowd of local sites. The reason he hadn't found any hotels or venues was simple. There weren't any. Anything listed as music as his church, anything listed as hotel was a brothel with a bar. Since he couldn't reliably tell any of the species' genders, he could have been surrounded by ladies of the night or whatever they were called around here and not even known about it. Then he found a restaurant that served human food and lost his curiosity about anything else. He pointed it out to the driver, who drew in a sharp breath. Ren, that place is expensive. My broodling has a place much cheaper, much nearer. Eddie nodded. Next time, maybe. I need to find out if there's any other humans on planet, and they'll probably eat here. He pulled out a wad of local currency that he'd been given. Will this cover it? The driver snorted. Yes. Probably for a few weeks. You must be one of those hell of a priest. Call me when you're ready to go back. I'll be around. The restaurant was clean, with booths surrounding the walls. He reckoned that they might cover a hundred people. Tops. 
taking up the center of the room with an odd instrument. It looked like someone had crashed a piano into a church organ. It was being played badly by one of the locals. Everyone was ignoring it. Frankly, it sounded like the sort of noise you find at a dentist's waiting room. The server approached him, guiding him to one of the smaller booths. So, I'll fetch you the human menu. Can I get you something to drink? We have human beers if you wish. Eddie relaxed. Do you have coffee? Because I could seriously do the coffee. The human menu turned out to be burgers and fries, or deep fried poultry with fries, or just fries. Fine. This was his kind of healthy hangover food. When the server returned, he asked him the crucial question. So are there any other humans about? Are they working around here? The server nodded. We get a few in, mostly passing engineers and crew. Only one regular working at the TTTA offices. But he's not here for the next few days. Would you like me to give him a message? We will help him track out your people. Eddie nodded, passing over the address to the bar. Sure, I'm staying there for a few days. Tell him I'm looking for a ship. Thanks. The server read the address. Sir, there are better places. Perhaps I could look for you. Eddie shook his head. No, it's fine for a few days. If I need to stay longer, I'll get back to you. The burger was fine, but the coffee was truly excellent. He suspected some of the engineers had adopted the place since normally the Xenos couldn't make coffee to save their lives. He meandered around the city, trying to define what was so truly alien about the place. Some buildings were polished, beautiful even. Others looked like something that you would find in a slum, and they sat side by side. Weird. Then he decided that he had enough and called his taxi back. He might grab a nap before the gig. There was quite a knock at the door, and Eddie opened to the barman. Ah, I was just wondering if you'd come down. I'm afraid there's a, a lot of people who have heard about you. Please. Eddie shrugged. Sure, give me ten minutes. As he walked down the steps, it didn't sound busy. Then he reached the barroom. Xenos were packed tight around the room and all the tables that had been removed to make space. The only clear place was the chair at the bar, the chair that he had sat on yesterday, except that he had been replaced with a more elaborate chair. A bottle of whiskey and a glass rested on the bar, but no one else seemed to be drinking. The barman watched him arrive, relief filling his crest. Welcome back, friend. I found some human beer if you'd prefer, but that's our best whiskey. He took a beer, some sort of stout. This looked like it could be a long evening. He took a minute to tune up and then decided to enjoy himself. He had played in plenty of pubs before. This one was just a little weirder than most and he needed to practice. His last captain had hated the noise, eventually angering him enough to have a row. He kicked him off with a farewell to Eren and then back over to the tunes from the previous night. Then he headed into the exile of Eren. Pretty soon, the atmosphere in the room heated up. Then a few of the Xenos began drinking. Soon, it felt like a proper session, but without anyone interrupting with a tin whistle. After an hour or so, he waved over to the barman. Friend, I'm going to take a small break and another beer. I need to freshen up. If anyone asks, tell them my throat and fingers need a break. All eyes on the room followed him as he made his way back to his room. But he could hear the barman explaining that he would be back. There were some serious trad fans in the planet, but no one seemed to know the words. Whatever. He had more pressing issues to deal with. When he came back in, the atmosphere had changed again. You could hear a pin drop. 
Then he noticed a new chair. Well, to be honest, he didn't notice the chair. He noticed a dark woman sitting in it. She had opened the whiskey. This must be the he that worked at the TTTA. Xenos, like humans, weren't always great on gender. He picked up the fiddle and said hello. Hi, give me a minute to chill out the crowd. Do you know any of the tunes? I could do with some help. The woman smiled. Yes, I know some of your tunes. I know Farewell to Eren and the Exile of Eren. Can you play those for me? Eddie smiled. He had figured the locals would like the name. No point in disappointing them by correcting the spelling. He kicked in with the mellow voice beside him joining in. Word perfect and pitch perfect. When he moved to the other song, she sat and watched him play, tapping her fingers to the rhythm. She perked up again when he played Eren Gonbarag and Eren Star. They filled another hour with songs before he decided to take a break since the crowd seemed back in a good humor. That was amazing. You have a fantastic voice. Can I ask your name? She laughed. Oh, I'm called Eren. That's why I loved your songs. So rare to find it in something as beautiful as those prayers. I had to come and see who had arrived. Eddie was confused but happy to find out more. Well, trust me, the name is very popular at home. I'm sure that I could have found another hundred or so more if I don't mind the spelling. Were you named after the city? Eddie wasn't watching the barman turn pale as the crowd moved back to match what they could, which he turned out to be a lot more than when they had first arrived. Oh, something like that. Can you sing Erin Star again? I think I have it now. Her eyes swept the room, and I'm sure they'll love to hear it again. It was only with the promise that he would play the next night that Aaron was willing to let him stop. His voice was shot and his fingers were ready to fall off, but he had a hell of a session. Finally, he called the barman over and told him that he was over for the night. He wasn't sure, but he didn't look like the same barman. Younger and fitter, maybe a son, he guessed. In fact, the crowd had gotten younger as well. Perhaps they'd come in to join their parents. His mind was mostly on the attractive woman that wanted to meet him tomorrow. This planet was picking up nicely. Then the barman silently put two large piles of cash in front of him. He seemed a bit of a loss. Please, I never thought that I would see that. Thank you. Your room is ready. They had put him in a different room again. This place was full sweet, nice, especially with a full bath. He was too tired to sleep, too full for adrenaline and buzz from the gig. He soaked away an hour, sipping on the whiskey that had been waiting for him. Someone had cleaned his clothes and packed away his gear. Then he sprawled out on the bed and slept, dreaming of the dark-haired woman who was the soft voice. In the quiet night, Aaron was wondering about the scruffy Irishman and his strange prayers. In the morning, the new barman tapped the door gently and said, Sir... You said you'd call them for lunch. The taxi is waiting. Eddie had forgotten about that. His thoughts sliding back to last night and promptly derailing as he thought of Aaron. He grabbed his jacket and headed for the door. The lights were off, the windows bright. It looked bigger. Then he realized that there was no furniture. He dismissed the thought as he headed away from the cab. This time his driver was less helpful, babbling about some local religious event planned. Apparently... It was awesome. His stomach was reminding him that he hadn't stopped for breakfast. Deep-fried poultry with fries was the only solution. Perhaps tomorrow he might try something local, or just have fries. The restaurant was oddly quiet. He noticed the bizarre piano thing was unoccupied. Thankfully, the human man, middle-aged with the tired, was waiting for him at his table. Hi, 
You must be Eddie. I work with the TTA. My name is Will. We need to talk. Eddie sat down. Oh, I thought that was someone else. How many humans are on the planet? Will sighed. Exactly two right now. That's why we need to talk. He nodded towards the center of the restaurant. You know why that noise has stopped? Because they don't want to pray right now. Not with the goddess of music walking around. Well, the goddess of everything, really. But she has a thing about music. If they play badly, and they do, then she can get angry. A voice behind him suddenly spoke. Indeed, or she can get angry when people speak out of turn. Nice to see you, Phil. But if your company wants to sit on this planet any longer, I suggest that you come into concert tonight. In the meantime, I would like to have lunch with Eddie alone. Eddie watched Phil leg it out of the restaurant with a surprising speed. Certain things had begun to crystallize in his mind. So, Aaron, they named the city after you, not the other way around. I don't often get to meet a city. The odd ship, but that's about it. Are you an AI avatar or something? Aaron just grinned. Something like that. I'm having the burger. What about you? Part of Eddie was a little in shock, but most of him was just happy to see her. In space, avatars were just people, even if they weren't really. He just sort of ignored it and treated them as if they wished to be treated. He wondered why Phil was making a fuss, to be honest. It was just a surprise. They spent the lunch laughing about the previous night and planning the playlist. She seriously loved any songs with her name in it. She thought that it was amazing. She laughed like a drain when he had to admit that there were no songs about Eddie unless you included stuff about rivers. This time, Eddie wasn't blind. He vaguely remembered the dingy, smell-smelling bar from a couple days ago. Now, it was massive. Beautiful theater with a long, polished bar and a deep stage. The barman stood helplessly at the spot. Please, friend, she did all of this for you. If you disappoint her, she will bring it down in a thought. Eddie had to admit that it was a hell of a chat-up line. That's okay, we had lunch, we're all good. She said she would be in later. The barman seemed to run out of words at that point. Aaron was feeling ridiculous, worrying about what the human would think. She was older than him, from a different species. Still, she crafted her fiddle carefully and practiced it for the afternoon, just in case. She hadn't had this much fun in a long time. They were sitting at the bar, waiting for the crowd to settle in. It was taking a while, so, uh, Aaron, did you ever travel? I mean, you know, in space. I know that some AI settled down, build a city, raise the people. It sounds nice. Aaron sighed and finished a beer. Daddy, I'm not an avatar. Not exactly. I'm the planet, the whole entire planet. I've been to space for several billion years. When the first alien, Xenos, arrived, I helped them. I like you a lot, always staring around, looking at things. Once they realized I was aware of them, they went all weird on me. This is the most fun that I've had in ages, at least since the Ice Age, anyways. Can you check my fiddle again? Are you sure it's okay? Eddie had never dealt with a planet with a stage fright before, but he just smiled. It's beautiful, like its creator. You ready? One, two, three... End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below. 
for you to help with, but the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.